when you join groups, you need to make sure that you have a meaningful introduction to write. It will be more impactful to write things like, you know, I'm a thought leader, you know, I'm impacting the lives of sales professionals or could be industry related terms, you know, display words to connect with people. Hi everyone, hope you're all staying safe. Today's podcast is taken from a recent webinar our trainer Juan Song did for a group of sales professionals. Digital networking is even more important today because obviously we can't meet in person with anybody right now. But sales professionals and small business owners need to continue to build connections with prospects and learn how to demonstrate their expertise online. If you want to learn more about digital networking and how to sell online, check out my second book, Social Selling, 10 Essential Strategies to Prospect, Position and Present Using Social Media. We're putting on webinars constantly these days. We're doing a mixture of private webinars and e-learning for companies. And we also have an upcoming public webinar on staying motivated in tough times. That's on 15th April, just to give back to the community. The webinar, paired with free access to our Mindset for Sales Success course for all of April, is the least we can do to help people get through these challenging times that we're all facing. So come join us on the 15th of April for the free webinar and join us inside our e-learning portal, Soko Academy, to get certified on Mindset for Sales Success for free this month. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Obviously, a lot of things have changed out there. Uh, businesses have slowed. Some have even stopped completely. And really, we're going to dive deeper into today's session. Things are different now. But let's look back at 2019. All right, let's go back 2019. I want to find out how frequent did you were you attending networking events, you know, in 2019? Can you see? So <laughs> most of us here are not really networking on a on a frequent basis. And that is why we need to all the more focus on how we can continue to generate, you know, leads. We're gonna how can we produce even more results in this current climate? But you think about it, right? For people who, were, who, who had to meet customers, right? You may not be networking, but you had to at least meet customers. For people that were, you know, you had to meet customers, right? And some of us, you know, there, there are a few of us here that do networking more frequently, right? Have you thought about it before? How are you going to replace face-to-face -face interactions with your clients? How are you going to replace live in-person networking, for example? You know, think about it, right? We can no longer network at events, right? It's against the law now. I don't think people will want to get fined for it as well, right? And we can't visit customers' office, right? So how many of us have plans as to how we're going to continue to meet people to build leads? You know, why do we network in the first place, right? We network to build leads, we, ne we network to establish relationships with people and to put our company's name out there. Right? How, how many of us have thought of how to replace that? And I'm curious to find out, business has kind of slowed down, right? Your companies know that businesses have stopped down, but have they given you some breathing room? I don't know about you, right? But my friends that are in sales, right? None of them have been given relief on their quota. So in March, most of them were having one of the toughest times of their lives, and I'm sure everyone here was facing it as well, trying to close the hurdle on the quarter, right? because March is the end of a quarter, right? So we know that targets are not going down. And in fact, they might be piled on later on. So 
given that, what is your plan around that? You know, we network so that we can continue to build leads, right? How are we going to continue to do it? How are we going to fill the top of funnel in this current economic climate? You know, you can't visit them. You can't go for events for, for God knows how long. And in so-called sales training, we talk about two types of sales reps, right? There are the <coughs> passive ones who wait for things to happen and the proactive ones who make things happen regardless of what happens, right? Which one are you, right? And which personality is going to help you overcome this current climate, right? And what is the one solution that we need to adopt today to make sure that we continue to build leads, establish relationships, and eventually fill our funnel and close more deals? The solution here is digital networking, right? And what is this digital networking, right, you may ask? It's really the process of social selling. Social selling is also talking about the practice of incorporating social networks in your sales process, right? So you talk about prospecting, you talk about positioning, you talk about presenting, using not only physical means, but also social means. And we will talk about social selling here. You know, our founder, Tom Abbott, actually wrote a book five years ago, 2015, on social selling. So this talks about the end-to-end -end process of why and how we can continue to establish connection, build new leads, convert socially. Right? This is an integral part of B2B sales. Right? Most B2B professionals don't like to receive cold calls or cold emails. How can we continue to stay top of mind? How can we establish ourselves as thought leaders in their mind? We found that social selling is really the key to helping us to continue to stay relevant and hit our targets, right? right? So where can I start, right? Where can we network, not only look online, but you know, what are the most effective channels, right? We're all busy sales professionals. We don't have time. We're chasing leads, we're following up, we're sending proposals, we're closing, but we wanna optimize our time. So how do we optimize our time? By finding the right channels. And I'm gonna share two quick uh, tips here. Okay, the first tip that we're gonna look at you probably have some idea in your mind, but LinkedIn groups, not just LinkedIn, but LinkedIn groups. So start looking at joining LinkedIn groups, right? So LinkedIn, you know, millions of sales professionals, right? Every Fortune 500 company that you can think of, they have a presence online and you can be sure their employees have a similar profile in it as well, especially important for B2B, right? And okay, LinkedIn is good, but LinkedIn groups is even more powerful because Imagine it's a targeted subset of this already targeted segment of people, right? Well, right now, you know, when it comes to LinkedIn, people still think of it as an online resume, right? It's no longer an online resume or a job search site. It's your digital reputation right? because up to 89% of purchasing decisions begin online. So before your buyers think about buying from you, they're probably going to do an online search. If not them, their bosses, they're going to search, okay, can I trust this company? Can I trust this person? And you know what? LinkedIn searches are going to come first, right? So it's a very powerful group. And within that LinkedIn groups, why? Because they give you access to a huge number of highly qualified target audiences, right? They're all interested in the same topics you are, right? And you know, just a tip, LinkedIn allows you to join up to a hundred groups, right? We're going to go deeper into within those groups, what groups you can potentially join. Right. So a recent analysis of more than 100,000 posts 
done on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus showed that 80%, 80% of B2B leads were generated via LinkedIn. Right? So it's a very, very powerful avenue. You need to start getting in there and joining groups. Okay? And you may be thinking, so what groups can I start to think of joining? Right? You can join groups related to your industry. Maybe you're a thought leader in your industry. Right? You can think of social causes to join. And as a rule in general, join groups that are bigger, have a lot of members, and have lots of activity, which we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into later. So LinkedIn groups is really powerful. So what's the second tip? Facebook, specifically Facebook groups. So you need to start getting into Facebook groups, and I'll share key reason, right? So Facebook, what, two billion users? And within that, Facebook groups right, allow people with a similar interests, the common cause, the same issues that they face, you know, to organize themselves, express themselves, discuss issues, post content, and post like personal interest-related content. And did you know, you know I want to share something interesting with you. 43% of B2B companies re report using Facebook to acquire customers. 43%. Uh, that is quite interesting to me, right? You know, and what does that mean? That means that if companies are already doing that, so should you, right? So on Facebook, you can find people who are socially and emotionally more connected and motivated. So they'll share personal things, hobbies, interests that they are personally pursuing. You'll find entertainment things as well, right? So think about it this way, right? Say you have a prospect that you are looking to connect with and then you connect <coughs> via LinkedIn, as well as via Facebook. So like you join both groups and he or she is found in both groups. On LinkedIn groups, you can find out some of the work-related initiatives, projects, causes that they are fighting for. Those are valuable information. And then to connect on Facebook groups as well, you can find out the prospects, interests, hobbies, things that they care most about. So when you combine, join groups and combine the information gained from two, from two groups, right? You get a holistic picture of how you're going to talk to the person, establish a relationship, and build a deep trust with them. Facebook is a place where you typically get more personal information. So hobbies, interests that the person follow. So within Facebook, there are Facebook groups dedicated to different things, to actually anything and everything in the sun. You just picked up. So Yes, it may be for, in general, Facebook is for personal things, but within this group, sales professional groups, you'll find people okay, of a certain <coughs> region, they're talking about all about sales-related things. And that's why I want you to join it, because people are talking about how, how can salespeople be, re be relevant today? They're talking about all the pressing issues that all sales professionals are facing right now. And don't you want to find out how other people are dealing with it? If I was, if I was you, I want to join it. In fact, I, would, I joined a couple of groups uh, the past week and it's really insightful. People are really sharing about how they can do from B2B and B2C sales uh, more effectively. How can we then be more streamlined in our approach and further maximize our impact when we are joining and networking digitally? Right, how can we start to join groups and have conversations with our prospects? So you may be thinking, hey, Song, so... Within these groups, how can I best select the, the most representative groups that I personally will be able to make the most impact on? 
right? Look no further by starting with alumni. So most universities will have official alumni groups within both Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups, right? And this is a great place to start your LinkedIn Facebook networking adventure. You want to join alumni groups where you have any affi affiliations with your college main group, right? Could be National University of Singapore, could be any high school or junior college, right? And any re relevant department that you were once a part of, say you were once in, I don't know, band, tennis, basketball, choir, and somehow they have a group within that, join it, right? And when you join it, you have instant access to a massive network of people that you once had some something in common with right it's really thinking about what were your core interests in life <clears throat> who were the people that revolved around that interest that you were that you once hang out with and reconnecting with them right <clears throat> and when you after you join those alumni networks right we want you to look at you know within the groups <clears throat> who's inside and specifically what are they doing now right because you want to look at how you can value at them and whether there's any more further interest between you and them. So say, for example, you want to look for people who are potentially your clients or people who could potentially refer you something or people that you can value at them, you, your services and your product can help solve certain problems for, right? And, and, and why is that? Because once you found people that you can value at, ah, you no, know, once you found people that you can value at, I want you to try reaching out to them for informational interviews. Informational interviews. Now these are very, very powerful. So personally, I've used them for to land jobs, <coughs> to close deals, right? Because once you reach out to people and they know that you're from the same school, you're from the same batch of tennis, basketball, choir, band, you know, and there's something that, uh, that there's something passionate that both of you once share, <coughs> right? You'd be surprised they'll be willing to meet you or give you a call for coffee and find out more. And it's always something that is uh, endearing, something that connects people together. So it's worked for me really well. I've landed job interviews, uh, a lot of um, me sales meetings just by uh, networking with alumni. So the first tip, you know, really look at your alumni networks and join them. Right? So the second tip here, right, within Facebook and LinkedIn groups, start looking at the industry-related groups that you can join, right? Say you are from a bank, <coughs> say you are from a local bank, <coughs> maybe you want to join a local banking groups or regional banking groups. So groups to do with your line of work, right? So you want to join groups that are dedicated to specific fields, right? <coughs> and if you're wondering how can I search for it, right? You, let's say you're in supply chain. <coughs> you might want to search for the terms procurement, Purchasing, sourcing. So you can start typing industry-related lingos. Right, of course, maybe we shouldn't get too technical, but uh, generally, if you type lingos, like procurement, purchasing, or sourcing, you'd find associated groups that you should be a part of. Right? Because these groups, I'll tell you why they're so powerful. Right? It's not just about connecting with people in the industry. It's about being in a place where you get to find out the latest news, industry trends, problems that people are facing, and solutions that these people are discussing about. And you can even find out new competitors that are coming in. 
mergers that are happening. So these are really great places for you to find out first-hand information. It's almost like the saying, if you want to find out the news before the mainstream news come out, you know, go to forums, right? And in this case, join uh, these industry-specific groups, right? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very powerful start, right? So the next tip we have for you, join groups that your customers are already a part of. So maybe just to check in with you, how many of you, you know, engage with your customers uh, about anything? How, okay, how many of you are like, are, well, good friends with your customers, you talk to them, you check in with them weekly? Maybe you can type a yes or, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but of course, sometimes not all customers are that friendly enough. You know, they, they buy things from you, but they may not want to connect on their level. And that's fine. But the point here is, if you're looking at which groups, which very powerful group within LinkedIn and Facebook groups to join, you want to go to your customers' Facebook or LinkedIn pages, you know, scroll down. So for Facebook, you can look at more information, the, the portion where it's more information. LinkedIn is usually scroll all the way down and find out which groups they are already a part of. Right? Find out which groups they are already a part of and join those groups. And why is that? Because you want to join groups where you could potentially find other people who are like-minded, like your customers. You want to find people who share the same problems, share the same issues, and actually know your customer. Right, that'll be the best because your customer can offer themselves as a testimonial for you to close a deal, right? And build a deep relationship with. So start looking at where your customers are heading and start following them. Right. And really, at the end of the day, one key tip here is regardless of any group that you join, you want to make sure you join active groups. Right. There are plenty of groups that you can join with any interest. It could be job-seeking related. It could be skill-based groups, Adobe Photoshop, uh, Adobe Premiere, <coughs> photography, or general interest groups, right? Anything that you can find under the sun, usually there is a group for it. The options are endless, but you don't want to waste time on groups that aren't doing as much, right? You, you don't want to join groups where <coughs> they're only posting once a week, once a month, right? In general, look for groups that post at least at, well, at least once a day, right? Or a couple of times a week. I, I, I've seen groups that post hundreds of times per day. Yes, that, that's how active they are, right? <clears throat> so you want to join those groups. And you want to focus on groups that have a certain critical mass of people. So you want enough, you want a critical mass of people that are targeted. <clears throat> so look for those. And thankfully on LinkedIn and Facebook, those are the groups that you typically shop first. So it's already... <clears throat> organically built for you to find those groups. Initially, when I started joining a groups, I didn't really ex know what to expect, but once I got approved, wow, the, some of the discussions that people talk of, are, it's very niche. So it's, it's information that you, can't, you cannot find elsewhere other than in those uh, industry or <coughs> alumni-related groups. So it's very interesting. So you, you want to start there. When I go through this process, I'm always pleasantly surprised at the commonalities that I have with people. Like, I didn't know that this person was an avid basketball fan, so I'm a big basketball fan. Like, you, you just wouldn't know un unless you do your due diligence. 
you do a due diligence, you find out that this person has a common interest with you, boom, the connection is done. And the connection is permanent, right? Arguably the most important part of the process because even for myself, once I started joining the groups, then I saw the value that the groups brought in. <clears throat> so we've identified that, you know, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, powerful. We looked at, okay, alumni, where your customers are already <clears throat> joining, and industry-related groups, those are even more targeted. And, you know, I've joined the groups, I, I, I see my prospects, I see the people that I want to network with. How can I go about the process of demonstrating my expertise? And, and, and why do we need to do that, right? Now, nowadays, customers are being bombarded with messages all the time. They have more choices now than any time in history. I think everyone can agree with me on that, right? But even though they are being bombarded with so much messages, that doesn't mean that they don't need answers. They still need answers to, <clears throat> to solve their problems, right? So how can we stand apart, right? You stand apart by demonstrating your expertise, right? You stand apart by establishing yourself as an authority, as a thought leader, an expert in your industry, right? So, as I mentioned previously, 89% of all purchase decisions begins with an online search. So we need to position ourselves as an expert or we lose out. So the first thing, right? Update your profile, okay? Now, look at all thought leaders in your industry. Look at them. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, anyone, right? Take a look at their profile. How does it look, right? The chances are they all have a very professional profile page. And you may think, so what? They just want to look good. No. When you have a professional looking profile page, it establishes trust, credibility, and just overall people know that they can trust you. You already look like a thought leader, right? And when you, when you talk about a profile, it, it's, it's not enough to just write statements. Say for example, I'm Huan Song, right? I could, I could just say that I'm Huan Song, I'm a sales trainer. <clears throat> but it doesn't explain what I do or how well I do it, right? The key point here is, the reader has got nothing to gain from reading your profile. So you want to make sure you include an action and a benefit. Right? If not, it's a missed opportunity. So, okay, let me take you through what a buyer would, would have to go through right, to find you. Say, say for example, uh, I, I just met Tom Abbott, right? So let's, let's go and type in Tom Abbott, right? <clears throat> so I'm not even going to go to the page first. Take a look at what you see first, right? So when it comes to your profile, look, the first thing people see is your title, you know what you do, and you know, the description of what you say or what you claim you're doing. So when I look at Tom Abbott, I know that, okay, he's a founder of the company, but more importantly, he's helping sales teams to probably generate more sales and you know, in what type of organizations? In organizations across Asia Pacific. And you can see that you know, he's, re he's really maximized his, his space here, right? So that I can read and fully understand what Tom Abbott is about, right? So when I go in, you know, the first thing I'll look at is, okay, he looks really professional, right? So make sure you have a professional looking <coughs> picture, right? Because you want to come across as someone credible, right? And instead of having too, too, too much words, description <coughs> in your profile, make sure it's visual. So like what I was saying previously, right? Don't just tell them, Show them 
the action, the benefit that they gain from working with you. So you can see that it's all about him demonstrating his value. So does anyone have any... <laughs> Hi, Joyce. Yeah. Does anyone have any feedback for us on the profile? <laughs> so really, you can see that profiles for a start, right? Make sure you got your job title right. Make sure you tell people of the benefit that they can stand to gain by working with you and make it as visual as possible. Show them the benefits of working with you. When you join groups, you need to make sure that you have a meaningful introduction to write, right? It will be more impactful to write things like, you know, I'm a thought leader, you know, I'm impacting the lives of sales professionals or could be industry related terms, you know, <clears throat> display words to connect with people, right? You could even include hashtags that you have already built a certain volume of uh, content around so that when people search for it, they, they see you, right? Think of your profile, uh, sorry, think of your introduction as something dynamic, but you want to come across interesting, you want to come across as someone approachable, right? You, you, you want to write an introduction so that people know that you know what you're talking about and you know this person looks interesting, right? You think about the people that you're usually connected with, right? You either have a common interest or the person is, you know, interesting to you, generally interesting to you, right? And, you know, if you haven't been doing this, right, you haven't been introducing yourself well, uh, that, that was the first problem that I faced as well. When I first joined Facebook groups, right, I would join and I would not really introduce myself to people. I would just lurk in a group like a, like a sniper in a group, right? Occasionally answer, answering a question here and there. And it wasn't getting me noticed. It definitely wasn't getting me any, any interest, right? So you want to come across interesting. You want to come across as someone that people will, will want to connect with. So an example of this, you know, on Facebook, you can be less formal, right? You can, you can introduce, like, you can start off an introduction with, hi, friends, how is it going? What is up? On LinkedIn, on the other hand, you want to come across more professional, something more... To, something that uh, is more inclined towards how you would type in the email, right? Like, good morning, uh, good day, good afternoon, right? The key here is introduce yourself in a memorable way, right? You can add in personal things about you, right? Like, for example, you are a triathlete, you are a uh, swimmer, you, you, you have two young boys, so come across personable. One good example, so this is for, this is for Facebook, right? So on LinkedIn, uh, there are several approaches, but I think, one good example would be something I saw, right? You, someone introduced themselves as, you know, I'm a happy online sales strategist for entrepreneurs who want to apply systems to create a business that is not only profitable, but allows them the freedom to take some time off. So you can see when I interact with this person, he's not only going to help me with sales, right? He's going to help me automate my sales process. So, so that's what this person is about as, a, as opposed to a flat statement, right? So really... You want to talk about, you want to make sure that you introduce yourself and come across as approachable and interesting, right? So the next key point here I want to talk about is, this is really, really important. So after you've joined groups, you need to be sharing valuable content, right? What does that look like? You can, you can share articles on LinkedIn or on Facebook, but have your take on it, right? You've got to share great value, right? Engage audiences by posting updates you know, that are interesting and relevant. The key here is this. 
think less about what you want to give and think more about what you think your audiences want to receive from you. Why did they follow you in the first place? What do they hope to learn? Right. Why were they really following you, right? So if you're having a little bit of problem thinking about <coughs> this whole process, reverse engineer this. Start thinking like a social media fan. Think about the brands you follow, right? Why did you follow them? What value do those brands give when you follow them? Say, for example, I'm a big Nike fan. I follow Nike. They give me promotions. They give me <laughs> the latest uh, shoe or accessory launches <coughs> or certain exclusive collaborations. So these are the value adds I get. So similarly, when people follow you, what is the value add that they, that they gain? <coughs> what is the content that you can share that they can't find elsewhere? Right? And instead of telling them, show them. Right, show, show, show yourself in action. Right, when we look at Tom Abbott's uh, LinkedIn page, right, he wasn't just telling you what he was doing. He was showing you with pictures. He was showing you how he was doing it on the stage. He was demonstrating his value through pictures. Right, and with this segment, I, I have another. I'm, I'm curious again. I want to find out from you, you know, through a poll, which is coming up now. Right? How often do you share content with your social networks? You know, we, we, we all have social media networks, right? <clears throat> How often do we <clears throat> project ourselves as a thought leader? How, do we, how, how often do we stay top of mind? Are already sharing content, right? So, <clears throat> so this is great, right? So the key point here is this. If you're already sharing content, you know, what are you sharing? Have a think about that. You want to sh are, you, are you just sharing someone's content? <clears throat> are you posting your own content? You know, or is it a combination of sharing others' content and posting your own content? Now, think about it, right? When you simply share people's content without your own <coughs> take on it, like simply sharing, what are you really doing? You are building credibility to the originator of the post, right? Which is great, right? We want to help other people. But why not take the opportunity to cement yourself as a thought leader as well? So always think about putting in your own insights, <coughs> your own thoughts before you share articles on LinkedIn or on Facebook. One of the key things here, right? You can do everything right, right? You can have my profile, you can posting content, right? And you know, you do it one day and then after that, you think it's going to get you something. No, okay. You need to make sure that you consistently nurture your network. You need to nurture it, right? Adding people to your network alone will not help you build a relationship with them. You need to engage them regularly. You think about most of your close relationships, right? Chances are you don't just talk to them once a year or twice a year, right? You, you probably talk to them frequently enough, right? You need to always nurture every relationship and that includes digitally as well, right? virtually as well, right? So how do you do that, right? You provide status updates regularly, right? It keeps you visible to the people in your community, in your groups, right? It helps you stay top of mind, which is what it's all about, right? Liking, commenting on their LinkedIn or Facebook posts that you think are valuable, you know, sharing those posts with your other connections and other groups that you belong to, right? Th those are great ways. You can think of sharing content from great sites like Forbes, Huffington Post, or even from Soko Sales Training, right? We, 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 we focus a lot on, but we focus only on like optimizing sales related our news and information and insights, right? So go to those sites, share those information with your, with your groups and slowly you can come across top of mind and eventually become a thought leader, right? So remember when you're sharing it, 
add your own point of view as to why you think it's valuable, you know. And when you do that, LinkedIn will help you to optimize the process, right? So chances are you're going to see all your connections posts. So make use of it, share consistently so that LinkedIn and Facebook will share your content with your group consistently. Okay, so right now, one thing you can do to make this an impactful session, we want you to go back to your browser, focus on LinkedIn, and share the first good content that you see. Right? It's okay if you do not have your own take on it right now, because we, we want to start small with baby steps first. Simply share the first good content that you see on LinkedIn, and then following up, we want you to take a little bit of time, assess the content, put your take on it, and then share it. Right? And in summary, we've looked at why networking is important, and we've looked at why we need to continue doing it digitally, which is through digital networking. And how do we do that? It's basically the whole process of social selling. Right? You need to continue to stay top of mind, to stay as an expert, and become eventually a thought leader in your industry so that your customers will con con continue to not only connect with you, but when business becomes back as usual, you can be sure they will come to you first because you have been the one who's been consistently connecting with them. Right? So how do we do that? Right? Start by joining LinkedIn and Facebook groups. And within those groups, to make it even easier for you to start, right? join groups where you were once an alumni of, maybe it's related to your industry, and, and even more importantly, join groups that your customers are already a part of. Right? And then once you've joined them, you need to make sure you stay top of mind and you eventually become a thought leader. right? And you do that by having a great profile, right? your picture, make sure you demonstrate the value of why people should connect with you. Right? And then you do make sure that you come up with your own introduction, make sure it is personable, make sure, make sure you come across interesting and approachable. And you need to consistently share valuable content. People follow you because they want to know what you think. They want to know what are your takes on certain issues. So don't be afraid to share it. Right? And eventually, even when you have all these techniques right, you need to nurture your network consistently. You need to always be looking to value add your network so that they will stay with you, they will connect with you, and eventually they will buy from you. Stay focused, okay? stay persistent. Right? Especially in a climate where people are feeling down and quitting, right? You can you can hear it from the webinars that I go. People companies are in survival mode. They're not even thinking of how to come out of this as a market leader. They're just surviving. And you know what? To us, that is a golden opportunity for you because when they are giving up, you stay persistent. You will be the one to reap the fruits of your labor, right? We want you all to become the people that run out of the tunnel when people are still lost and finding their way to come out of it, okay? So if you can see the quote behind me, right? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. So remember, you know, I can talk about a lot of tips, but apply whatever you can today, right? Make it as simple as possible, share your content, update your profile, start joining those groups. And you know what? I bet my money that everyone here will be the top 1% that emerge out of this business climate, running and raring to go. All right, that's all I have for today.